Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Scummy Mummies Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Annie Gibson. I'm Helen Thorne. And who are you? I'm Helen Russell. It's Helen Russell! Hooray! Yes, <laughs> author, mother, fan of Lego and all things Danish. It's a Danish special, Ellie. Yes, it is. I'm very excited. I'm also excited to be here. I haven't got flags, apologies. That's that's oh. all right. Have you got your, have you got Danish flag pants on at least? Let's say you have. Let's I always say do. So yeah. yes, that's yes, fine. That's, yeah. that's required by yeah. law, I believe. Yeah, and my dealie boppers. Yes. Yeah. So you are the author of how many books have you done now? I have done three books, and the fourth one is coming out in November, and the third well, third one comes out tomorrow. What what's that one? Gone Viking comes out oh. tomorrow. Which by the time this goes out, by the way, will be available. Yes, in we're shops. not live apparently. Oh, exciting! And you also wrote the Year of Living Danishly. Yes, is that right? Year of Living Danishly is my first book. So that came out in 2014 and that was when I moved to Denmark from London and upheaval and hilarity ensued. Excellent. When I swapped um, the bright lights and bustle of the capital for rural Uland in the middle of winter and didn't know anyone, didn't have a job. Is that how you say it? Uland, yes, oh. not Jutland. Yeah. I have learned something. Oh, that's yeah. your that's your knowledge for the oh, day done. Tick. Yeah, that's your takeaway. Yeah. There we are. There yeah. we are. Oh. And it's been like so the year of living Danishly, you kinda hit the zeitgeist as well, didn't you? It became a thing. Like you, you wanted to go what's the word? Say it, Helen. Oh, Hygge. Hygge. Yes. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Um, yes, it was really interesting because it had been Nordic Noir and The Killing and Borgen in the UK had been really big. And then I went to Denmark and I started writing about it in a column for The Telegraph and working as a Scandinavia correspondent for The Guardian. And then it sort of, there was just an interest in there being a bit more. So yeah, I wrote this book and it was just when, when Hygge sort of kicked off and I wrote about it in the book and then they did a BBC piece on it. And now it's sort of everywhere. In fact, I'm doing um, working with UNESCO to see if we can get it on the World Heritage Intangibles list now. To try oh, and make my, it there's an in, what? what? I know what? this is a thing. There's an yeah. intangibles yes. list. Let's, let's drill down yeah. on intangibles. Yeah. What's that about? What's, so, what's on that? Like, okay, so Hugo. Uh, Helen's sense of shame. Uh, anything? What's on the intangibles list? It's as it's as weird and random as you might think. So things like flamenco dancing or Italian pizza flamenco making. Flamenco dancing's tangible. People, do, like, but it's not a town. It's not a concept, though, is it? It's not a building. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like, like it's not a thing or a place, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a list. It has some stuff on it. We're going to oh. try and get Hugo on it. Oh, okay. So like a special. Thing that happens in a nation that's yes, unique. Yes, exactly. Like a culturally unique thing. Yeah. Why does there need to be a list? 
You need to ask the good people at UNESCO. Right, we're going to get UNESCO on the podcast. I've got friends who work at UNESCO. I'll make some calls. I'll make some calls. (laughs) I know you're listening, Geraldine, in Paris. Yes, we're going to call. Right, I want her on this podcast. I want the list of intangible things. (laughs) I want an explanation, a justification for each one. You want to be on the list. And I want a conceptual argument for why the stupid fucking list should exist in the first place. Because it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we're not saying the work you're doing is frivolous. No, no, no. Not that, not that it's a waste of your life. It's not a waste Ellen's of your life. Time. Right, it's good. not a waste of your life. Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into all the Danish stuff and the huge and all of that in a bit. Um, but first, Helen, uh, tell us about you. Who? Tell us about your family. So I have um, I have a four year old little boy called I call him Little Red uh, in worky stuff because he was born in inexplicably with a mass of ginger hair and nobody in my family is ginger and he's just this wild oh, colour of the milkman's hair oh yeah <laughs> um, postman uh, <laughs> uh, then I also have 11 month old twins so wow chaos, surprise yeah yeah the chaos is, is big in our house oh and what's God, the gender mix then so you've got a boy and then I've got a boy and then a boy girl twins alright well that's neat isn't which it? is neat which is definitely done it's all closed now all, so, all sewn up yeah I've, I've literally had mine sewn up it's, <laughs> no one's getting in there anymore it's no use to anyone so yeah I have a little uh, a little 11 month old and the boy is a big chunky thing with lustrous big curly hair and the girl is a tiny slipper of a thing but she's scrappy scrappy do so they fight and they're very sort of Aww. on each other all the time so it's fun what a shame you didn't bring them yeah. <laughs> sound we brilliant. love babies uh, yes we really miss those days oh, right. oh dear um, can you describe your motherhood experience in a nutshell how's it been for you um, I think people, you know, it's a bit like the having the heart outside your body thing, but it's also like a little bit like torture sometimes. You mm. The no sleep and the, and the, you know, the physical pain of doing it. I mean, I, some people have great pregnancies and great births and I had horrible of both. I'm not good at getting pregnant, being pregnant, getting the babies out, mm. gesturing. That's no use. No, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. it's like your vaginas oh. being waterboarded. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> and then just like never leave the house unstained again no. I don't know until what or age? leave the house I mean with three children how do you do that well I just I there's just hanging on arms and and some of them one on the back and it's it's hard and you leave things behind and people and yeah, yeah. you sound like Diane Fossey and Gorillas in the Mist <laughs> I, do feel, all these... like, I do feel like it's quite it's quite a warfare like every day is sort of I play a lot of Van Halen and I just really? like, come on you can do this and then I drink a lot of coffee <laughs> That's the only way. Oh my god, that's your next book, Van Halen and Coffee. Yeah, I love that. That's Parenting Twins, Van Halen and Coffee. Yeah. Yes. What's, yeah. Your, what's your favourite Van Halen track? Jump. I mean, I'm quite root one yeah. on it, but um, yeah. and then sometimes I'll go with um, the the. Um, sometimes I'll go with a bit of Bruce Springsteen, and then sometimes I'll go with White Snake. Here I go again on my own. And just like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wow, this yeah, is quite amazing. filmic. I'm like, I'm in, a, in an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not an amazing, it's a shit film. A terrible film. It sounds really like a weird film, film, to be honest. Yeah. We, we've just introduced, my, my six-year-old's uh, doing guitar, oh. and we've introduced him to Metallica's Enter Sandman, oh. and it's blown his tiny mind. Yes. We played it for the first time, and he just kind of slowly shook. He was just like, this is it. I can get that. A bit That's of like, so interesting when you get your kids into music and we just got I mean Julia Donaldson God love her but she sings all of the songs yes. in her books and they're quite catchy so that's I'm, my car is the only thing with a CD player so we play that all the time <sighs> So and those sort of songs he's like yeah Melody I'm getting quite into it the four year old but 
we are nowhere near two years off Good Metallica yeah. oh, my six year old is very into Craig David <laughs> interested in the earlier stuff yeah. which I'm for me personally was his golden era but mm. you know how did he get into that then oh no one really uh, <laughs> knows uh, perhaps someone in the house was listening to a lot of <laughs> actually my, my most proud moments was one day my husband was away I had all three kids at home it had been a terrible night I had about three hours sleep and then I could just hear my son who was three at the time just calling from his room mummy Mummy, can you sing me the song about the man and the freedom? And he meant the George Michael song, Freedom. Oh, like, oh, oh. yes. Yes, oh, my love. Yes, my will. It's worth it. Yeah. Oh. No, get, him on, get him on the Craig David. Love Craig David. Uh, good looking man. You can feel me in, Craig. Um, anyway. He's very white teeth. They just keep getting so... I feel like you have the headphones on the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I picture it too. Um, <laughs> Love you, Craig. Yes. I feel like we're getting off topic. I feel like Sorry. we're getting too far into Craig David and not far enough into Denmark, <laughs> which is a sentence I bet nobody has ever said before. Um, so how did this whole Denmark thing... Because you're not yes. Danish. What, what you know, was so, it the pastries? What got you into it? In many ways. So um, I was uh, working as editor of MarieClaire.co.uk and we had a life in London and we were busy and it was fine. We were both a bit stressed and we were trying for a family for years, but it never quite happened and doctors kept saying ah you're really stressed that's not helpful tried shut every, up shut up yeah every fertility treatment under the sun with the injections and the yeah. I know you're going for this really emotionally traumatic yeah, physically really, just horrendous tell me program why. Okay. but you just calm okay. just relax just calm okay. down so um, then <laughs> my husband came it. home one wet Wednesday and said he'd been offered his dream job working for Lego in Denmark and he had always been a massive Lego fan as all kids are but he'd been obsessed forever like on our on our wedding invitations we had pictures of Lego I mean he was a proper sort of and you went ahead well and then so we went to visit one weekend and everyone just looked a bit more relaxed and chilled out and I thought oh this is interesting and then it was the time when Denmark kept getting voted the happiest country in the world and Mm. I became very interested in that and thought well maybe what would happen if I gave it a year and just you know I've got nothing to lose if I ever want a family I've got to change something I've got to do wow. something different so you've never lived in Denmark he'd never no. lived in Denmark no, 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 but based no. on him getting this job and, and his a love, love of Lego tiny plastic bricks you were like Lego. Okay, I'll move to another country yes good for you we'd only been married a year I should add oh, that yeah. so we were a little bit still honeymoon like okay okay hair flick yes, yes. alright let's, uh, let's do that's this exactly yes. It. Yes. yes I wasn't <laughs> sour yet no that's it. and then so were you writing about Denmark did you go right I've got a bit of an opportunity I here. had a I had a, a full kind of existential crisis and did eat my own body weight in Danish pastry to see if they could make me feel better and so you people. didn't like it you, what, is oh, that I what like, you yeah, well I arrived and then my husband left to go to work at like 7.30am and I was all on my own I didn't speak the language and I didn't know anyone and I had no job and I thought I'd made the biggest mistake of my life uh, and then he I literally did eat a lot of pastries until I felt very unwell I have quite a lot of form in that area um, but then he came home and I was like oh what's going on and he said oh no we just this is what time work finishes here and I thought he was just a new boy easing him gently and then the same thing happened the next so what time, day. So what time is this? Well, I mean, he came home at like 3.30 and then uh, at, on an average day it was around 4, 4.30 and then on Friday it was like 2.30pm. <gasps> and I thought, this is madness, has he been sacked? And no, he said that's normal. And so I started thinking, well, let's look into work-life balance Danish style. And I thought I started writing about it. So that that was the, the start really. So I did this this column for the Telegraph and 
begged the nice people at the Guardian said look I'm out in Denmark can I do anything for you and they said yeah sure so then I started writing about the whole of Scandinavia for them and then I felt like oh I've got a job this is good mm-hmm. and then and then that was that was my thing then then I had a, a yeah. sort of a job and a purpose to get up for in the morning oh wow Amazing. so you, you were you were you were you know pencil behind the ear notebook what yes. are these people doing? I'm yes. going to observe your I was. culture. I was like a very amateur anthropologist. And I just... And the one thing, you know, as you know, like the joy of being a journalist is that you can get be nosy for a living. And I'm not that confident in, in sort of real life. But if it's if it's something I feel I'm doing for work, then suddenly you've got the, the kahunas yeah. and you feel like you can do it. Yes. So I was sort of calling up Excuse people. me, madam. How often do you sleep with your Danish husband? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like talking to the bin men, like asking everyone anything and calling up economists and psychologists and workplace experts and... Um, uh, historians and just saying why why do you think Danes are so happy then and just being really a bit more kind of tenacious than I would naturally because I felt like I had this this purpose yeah. and and yeah then I started learning more things about it so so why are the Danes so happy I mean I know this is in your I'm now basically asking you to condense your book into <laughs> yeah. a haiku but, but do buy the book yes <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting a, a, a yeah a, a synopsis so um yeah I mean the high taxes mean that they fund this great social welfare system so everyone's looked after you're not anxious that your neighbour's going to rob you to put food on the table and there's high levels of trust because you have to trust that everyone else is going to pay these high taxes what's the rate so it's like around nudging 50% pretty much so it's everything I earn I have to mentally go oh it's only that half of it but um, that's how it is. And but you have like libraries. You have li- hospitals, hospitals that are under constant education. Threat. Like they even get paid to study over the age of eighteen like, till they're thirty if they want to. Wow. And they trust each other so much they leave their babies to sleep outside in their prams. I, I've wow. I've had that experience when I was in Cambridge, and a Danish woman said, "Just just leave it outside when yeah. you go into the shop because the babies sleep better in the cold." Yeah, always put them out in the cold. Yes. I remember this. It was like like a Danish, you know, witch. <laughs> so we started doing that. We started not oh, out in the shops, yeah. but just outside. And we're like, that, well, that's what that Danish lady yes. told us. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a famous lady, a Danish woman in New York, who got arrested for child neglect because she did it out there. Mm. And I learned about this and I was, I used to tell people about this when I interviewed them and I met them. And then the Danish woman from New York got in touch and went, yeah, that's me. You keep telling everyone my story. Oh, sorry okay, about that. Sorry. <laughs> but it's, we, we do it now and we, and my kids, now even when we're at home they sleep outside like in the shed mm. there's sort of axes and power tools and then the babies in their prams and and they do sleep really well and so it's a pretty good place for kids they're allowed to be a bit have a bit more rough and tumble and there's good parental leave 52 weeks share yeah, between them you look so you're about to punch me no no <laughs> um, just yeah she was shocked just like, wow why why are we still here <laughs> it's, it's t- but yeah but but you know a lot of people in the uk wouldn't sacrifice the you know the money issue for that actually mm. at its heart and also post World War Two, um, when they needed a bigger labour force in Denmark, so they thought we're going to have to have some some ways to encourage more women into the workplace. So they organised this great childcare that everybody gets heavily subsidised, um, and made it really flexible so women could work. So you can mm. have a career and a family, mm. which is what? Oh, weird. Hang on. Which is weird. Crazy, greedy. You don't world. feel like you're punished yeah. Yeah, as a woman. What yes. is that like? I am totally up for it. I'm like, oh, take yeah. half my money. Take yeah. all my money. Yeah. It just, that sounds great. Yeah. 
Amazing. So that's the that's what kind of that's what I grew to love about the place, and that's kind of why we've ended up staying. Because then now we've got three kids. You know, how am I going to do that? Yeah, not else. here, not here for Ooh. 120 quid a day for a bit of childcare. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about Danish parenting? Then is that different to the sort of how it is here? Yeah, they're very much. I mean, there's no kind of bump book in a Danish nursery. You're very much your child will come back with scratches, black eyes, and that's kind of all right. And and you just sort of have to suck that up and 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 deal with it they're very they're not risk averse so they are like candles on the windowsill (laughs) it's fine just let the older children light the matches Ah! (laughs) they're super relaxed and they kind of let the kids like learn to feed themselves and like drink from a cup with with flamethrowers yeah like pate is a child's food in denmark everyone always finds that really weird so they give like oh i'm not for that not that my children would eat it but uh yeah yeah. So yeah, it is much more relaxed, and there's a lot of trust. And I still find that really hard. I'm still quite kind of Mary Poppins slash a kind of drunk crap Gina Ford at heart. But <laughs> I kind of the idea that you would um, you would try and make your children go into a structure is really the Danes don't do that at all. They're very kind of relaxed and. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, sounds pretty sweet. I I, I want to move there. Yes. And, and, but I just want to ask about the Lego. Can I just can, yes. we, can we just ask so. Have you just got like endless supplies of Lego? What's it like? Have you stayed at the Lego hotel? That's yes, a new, stayed at the Lego a, hotel. That's a um, new thing. Yeah, you can uh, you can sleep in the pirate room or the princess room. Um, there's a dragon which sounds like it's heavy breathing in the foyer, which always freaks me out every time we because we go to Legoland so much. It's like our local theme park. Mm. Um, yes, we do. Our, our kids do have a lot of Lego. Let's get into the Huger. Yes, um, yes. Now, what what is Huger? Is it I sort of think of it as comfiness. Is that just too basic a sort of... Our comfiness is definitely a part of it. Right. It's, it's this idea, there are, it's very hard to define, but the, the best explanation I've heard is the complete absence of anything annoying or emotionally overwhelming and the presence of gentle, soothing things. So your new cushions here on this sofa are, would be very huge. Yes, new, po- new cushions out. for the podcast sofa, listeners. Yes. yes. Pretty special. They've got yeah. tigers on them. H&M homeware. <laughs> <laughs> no expense spent. Well, yeah, well, yes, you've got a, a Scandinavian touch. That's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of tigers in Scandinavia. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's often, like, uh, wine or beer or coffee involved or cake, and it's about togetherness, and it's also about kind of practising self-kindness, so not in the sort of a bit, a bit kind of... It's not the kind of American self-care type idea that we might have. It's more about just indulging if you feel like it, being nice to yourself, which makes you nice to the people around you. And studies from the UK and Denmark have shown that it, that has a ripple effect out into society because people are just, just less angsty and they're less grumpy because they're being nice to themselves so they're nicer to the whole community it's but, like but not so much sort of yoga and you know no rule, they don't really do more, no it's, yeah. it's sort of like mindfulness without the woo or, or you know it, you're just you're being present and you're being grateful for the little things and you're celebrating togetherness but you're not doing it in you know a wanky way oh. does it ever get though do you ever just think do you know what i miss i miss Britain, I miss people whinging all the fucking time the queuing. about everything. The queuing. You know, I miss um, being worried about the NHS. <laughs> worried that you my children get stolen. Yelling at Radio yeah. 4 in the morning at Well, conference. I still get Radio 4, so that's fine. All right, you can yell at RV, love. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, yeah, God, I miss fish and chips. I miss my family. I miss friends. Uh, and I love the, the the British sense of humour is unrivaled anywhere. I, I mean, maybe Australia I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, they're all right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I miss all that. But Danes like a moan as well. They've 
I think that's a universal, isn't it? Even no matter how good you've got it, people just like to complain. Well, I don't know. It sounds like utopia. I mean, what have they it's got not, to moan it's about? Not perfect. It's not what? Perfect. Oh, there's too much fat on my bacon. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that a good accent? <laughs> it's very. It's it's very good. It's quite Arnie. <laughs> an Austrian. Um, oh, don't you start. Oh, no, no. I Austrian. Austrian. <laughs> but you, it's, it's dark a lot of the time. It's dark, yes. Yes. So, so that is that, is is that hints a lot of candles and comfy things? Is yeah, to... I think that's it. it it's ways to cope. It's, you know, it's Winter lasts for about six months. And it's so dark that traditionally people pull together because you'd have to to get through winter with yeah, your yeah. little Viking friends. You'd have to rely on your neighbours. And so there's still that emphasis on togetherness. And they just dress. They still go outside in the cold. They still exercise outside every day, but they dress for it. So there's little kids in their snowsuits like Maggie from The Simpsons and, and people have all their outdoor gear and their reflective strips and, and they just find ways to get through it. But it's still depressing. I mean, it's mm. every winter is still... It gets to October and I'm like... Okay, Going here we in, go. In the tunnel. Get the light yeah. lamp on. Everyone takes their vitamin D. All the kids have to have vitamin D drops. It's it's full on. Yeah. But you're ready for it. And, yeah. Yeah. It, again, it just sounds like paradise. I, I was saying, <laughs> I hate the summer. I, I don't yeah, tan. Yeah, like I it, don't yeah. like sand. I don't like insects. I don't like having to put fucking sun cream on. I don't yeah. like being hot. Uh, you know, I like jumpers and cups of tea and birth bourguignon and log fires. <laughs> That's my idea of a good fucking time. Yes. For six months a year. We should, we should totally all do relocate, that. Ellie. We should yeah. Like, like yeah. find and our own Christiania. Is that what it's called? Christiana is, yeah. yeah, in Copenhagen. That's the kind of where where marijuana was legal for ages and mm. might still be. It, yeah. it, it, when last time I was there, it smelled like it was. I mean, yes. I, didn't, I didn't inhale. Um, but yeah. But no. that's a bit, I mean, that's kind of quite sort of hippie alternative and Danes generally they like a rule then they're not that hippie oh okay that's, that, that's the uh, yeah. yeah yeah and there's you know there's really high divorce rate because they think that you should there's because women have earned enough money to, to be by themselves they don't have to rely on someone if they're not happy so there's this saying you marry first for kids second for love and wow. they also have the highest remarriage rate so they kind of think well come on there um, must be something wrong with it that you know they have the same problems as the rest of the world but and they have well, they have really high cancer rates because they, oh, they really love to smoke and drink beer and eat ice cream sometimes all at the same time because they are libertarian so they they're not always massively healthy but yeah. they're having a nice time i think we've sort of done danish chat we have honest. yeah um can we talk about how hot they are they are hot yeah i think what, so the danes yes yeah Really get, hot. So, at, unlike in the UK, like there's oh, there's always a lot of guys working in the daycare, mm. like in the kids' daycare, which is right, isn't it? Like in the UK, you don't get many men working in the no, nurseries no. or childcare. There's always some guys there, and I don't know if it's because they're doing like such lovely work and they're so good with the kids, but they're always quite hot. Oh, um, and there is there's a guy at my son's daycare who is either in the um, Danish Air Force or just has a Top Gun outfit and sometimes comes to school in a full Top Gun outfit. It's just very distracting for everyone. Wow. With a lot of hair flicking. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so you wrote The Year of Living Danishly and then uh, you wrote Gone Viking, which is yes. quite different. So it's a novel. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This was... It was very strange because I've written two non-fiction books. I wrote Leap Year as well. And then I was used to writing a book and then interviewing someone and then... Get, collecting some more facts and then developing theories and there was always sort of something to go back to and then suddenly it was all in my head and I had to imagine this whole world and so that was it took a bit of a gear shift but it was amazing and 
it was really fun to research so I got to kind of do the interacting with people there because as a writer sometimes you're just in a fog in a laptop all by yourself so it's you need that human contact um but and I was on bed rest with pregnant with twins throughout the end of writing it so it was great to have this imaginative escape where I couldn't run jump do anything fun but my characters could Oh, wow. So do you project... Because I was reading this thing today, this article about um, Lee Child, right, who mm. writes the Jack Reacher yeah. mm. novels, very successful series of yes. thrillers, which I love, which I think are great. And Lee Child sits down on the 1st of September every year. Yeah. It has to be the 1st of September yeah. to write his new book. And he sits down and he has no idea. All he knows is Jack Reacher's going to be in it. He doesn't know... And maybe the title, but he doesn't know the plot. He doesn't know the characters. He doesn't know where it's set. He doesn't know where it's going to go. Yeah. And he just starts typing. Hammering away. Which is mental. Yeah. I mean, do you write like that? Or do you need like a, like a structure and a plot? To be fair, I did, when I, to to come up with the initial plot, it was a little bit like, um, it was a bit like the Alan Partridge monkey tennis. (laughs) Unless my publisher's listening. Um, But my, my, the lovely editor just went, I think you could write fiction. Have you got any ideas? And I didn't have any ideas. So I went, um people go on a viking retreat and she went yes i like it right oh, okay. so then i went and i went and the denmark has a lot of great kind of viking heritage so it went to um to learn about axe throwing and how to make swords and i learned about it and then i and then kind of the plot probably taught by two-year-olds by <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um so yeah I, I did have to yeah there's a lot of it is you just have to do it and and i think having kids makes you you guys probably find as well it makes you you much more productive because you can't fanny about you just have to no. you know you've only got a set window so there's no option you just have to get on with it do you know no. and you don't know like sometimes when you look back on something and you're in it you just do it and then you look back and you think oh i don't how did i manage that what's that, that? a bit hard yeah. actually why did i do that to myself yeah. so what's so next what's, hear us roll. what's the next book no, well, I have a non-fiction book coming out in November um, about happiness concepts around the world. So really interesting, speaking to people from 30 different countries and um, what they do differently. Um, and then hopefully another fiction. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Is it time for a game, Helen Thorne? It is. Oh, yes, please. All right, so I was thinking, you know, 
Danish, Danes, and then I thought Dane Bowers. Of course. Well, I mean, you? that's the leap that the one great makes. Dane. <laughs> exactly. The greatest Dane since Hamlet. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And Ellie always, every so often, brings up Dane Bowers in the podcast. Yeah. So for, for long listeners of the podcast, yeah. He's, be... he's been a very influential figure in my life. He's <laughs> <laughs> in that youth show. New what show? Want to be BBC Three? Oh, it's he's good. back. Bowers is back. Yeah. You know stuff, Come Helen on, Russell. Craig David, Dane Bowers, Bewitched will be back next. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? Oh, So I know Ellie loves, uh, loves a Dane Bowers song. I and do. I thought, I know, why don't we have a quiz called Great Dane or Great Dean? And I want you to see whether you can test whether you know these are the lyrics of Dane Bowers or Dean Martin. I think this might be the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> my favourite game before, before I came here I was like going through the lyrics of both Dean Martin and Dane Bowers it was a treat and my husband said that is the stupidest thing you have ever done <laughs> I was like, he's wrong alright let the, let the listeners Do be the judge of that buzzers? well you, you choose a noise okay I'm I'm, looking I'm, at it, I'm, my noise is going to be sugar okay oh pastries pastries alright good alright now is this Dean or Dane? Something in your kiss just told me. Sugar. Ellie? Dean. Yes. Yes. This one. Expensive lives, but you're paying for free. Pastries. Dane. Yes. (laughs) Expensive lives. See, he's a... It was expensive lives, but you're paying for free. Expensive lies, but you're paying expensive for Expensive lies, but you're paying... I mean, this he's a great philosopher king of our time. <laughs> this, this is what, what you're going to find out, really. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> Ice cream, you're out of your mind. Oh, oh here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Victoria. Um, of course, that is the Great Dane in his duet, his number one, I believe, duet with uh, Lady Victoria Beckham. Exactly Thank right. You. I mean, what? Ice cream, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Lovely. Only you have that magic technique. Pastries. Dean Martin. Excellent, excellent. Are they all gonna be like are you just you know you're just <laughs> no, 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 I'll mix things up. <laughs> now it's now it's obvious. Ellie knows all the Dane Bowers songs and I know some Dean Martin. What about this line? You ain't nothing but a fake-breasted slut. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trick one. That's that's the Nolan. (laughs) Helen? It's a tough one. I'm going to go Dane Bowers. Correct. With the the follow-up line, hope your silicon bursts. Dane Bowers. <laughs> that is a terrible thing to wish on anyone, Dane Bowers. You should be ashamed of yourself, Dane Bowers. Oh, Good grief. Wait till oh. I tell your mum, Dane Bowers. Oh, this Mrs. Is a... Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and then I've got one more. Let me tell you about the stars in the sky. Oh, that's Dean. That is Dean. That, he was always banging around about fucking stars. I know, and amore and pizzas. Oh, yes. Anyway, so that was great Dean, great Dane. I love that. <laughs> You're welcome. I think this could could be a telly spin-off. I I know. I feel like it should be on Radio 1. I think the winner of that quiz is Dane Bowers. uh, (laughs) Because he's always a winner in my eyes. You Uh, ain't nothing but a fake-breasted slut, Ellie. (laughs) I mean... Wow. That's not what he said to me last night. (laughs) 
Um, oh yes. my god! So there we are. So he's, he's a great unrecognised national treasure. I'm and didn't, didn't he still DJ Nicky Beat Nick's? Yeah, apart from, apart from the time uh, he, <laughs> there wasn't him. It was his people. His yeah. people. We had so apart from the DJ Nicky incident at the Mobos, which regular podcast listeners will be aware of. Uh, Dane Bowers, we salute you. <laughs> <laughs> On you, Dane. Good. Learned something. Yeah. Good. Good Dane chat. All right. (laughs) Now stuff. It's time for Scummy Mummy's confession, Nelly. Yes, it is. Have you got? Have you got one, Helen? I have so. I have. There's so many. Would you like? I mean, would you like wee or poo? I mean, whatever you think. I mean, what's the most revolting? Well, I mean, the most revolting is probably when when you talk about your firstborn and you come home from hospital and you're sort of in a daze. I had a dog. We had a lovely dog, and I was at home and my husband had just left to go for work, and I was the first day I was for two hours. Yeah, Yeah. two hours. We come back with some Lego and some pastries, Um, and I had the baby, and I'd had a horrific birth, and the dog was not very well because from being in kennels, and all three of us pooed ourselves at the same time. I didn't know quite what to do. I didn't know who to clean up first. There's not enough wet wipes in the world. Oh my god! Or sometimes wet wipes will come out at the end of the dog's bottom. What does? Oh yes. The dogs will eat wet wipes, and then it'll be like a sort of magician's trick. Yes. Wet wipes out of it. Oh, our, our family dog, Bonnie, bless her, uh, did that. She ate a J cloth, you know, the oh, big blue ones. Yeah. And it came, it started coming out of her ass in the middle of the park. <laughs> so obviously my parents were like trying to like grab it and like pull it out, but she just kept running away and the J cloth sort of came like a sort of flag sticking out of her ass. <laughs> just round and round That's and round oh with these people in their sixties chasing her. Um, oh, oh good times. Good times. Well that that could be my uh, my scummy dog. I think, that's very good oh excellent well there we go so your your first three books around now you've got you've gone viking year of living danishly and leap year leap year yeah. and the next one's called the yeah, next one is called the atlas of happiness well thank you so much helen for coming mm. on the podcast and sharing your knowledge of of well utopia really let's just be <laughs> honest oh, i know well i think the the danish government should be paying you for that plug yeah, frankly, I'll be waiting that. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then taking half of it back in Yes, tank. exactly. Yeah. So. Fine, yeah. Yeah. It'll work out. Yeah. Yes. Um, where can people follow you and find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at uh, Ms. Helen Russell, and I am also on Facebook at Ms. Helen Russell. Oh, and I'm also on Instagram now at Ms. Helen Russell. I just joined. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. We are at Scummy Mummies uh, on the Twitter and the Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and our book is... Still, Still in print. print. And we're doing lots of live shows all around the country, as always. So please um, go to scummymummies.com for dates and tickets. We've got London. We're going up north. We're going down south. We're going to Ooh, Cornwall, Ellie. We're going to Cornwall. I mean, yeah. And we're going to be visiting another country mm. later in the year. But we can't announce that oh, yet. Oh, yes. No. Good Ooh. point. Yes. yes. So we might be going somewhere exciting. Is that you that, doing the accent of yeah, the country? Yeah. yeah I would is. say you've given it away because, <laughs> because of your problem with accents. I don't think it's an issue. No, it's Safe. fine. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. We're going yeah. to Mexico. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Via Kingston, Jamaica. Um, so it's going to be Good. amazing. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, as always, for listening to the podcast. Um, if you do like it, please, can you do us a favour and just um, rate the podcast or review it, subscribe on iTunes, and um, because that, all that sort of helps push us up the chart and then we'll more people find out about the podcast. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Helen. Thanks for having me. Until next time.
do they still do that thing where they put like the tobacco in their gums? What in Denmark? Oh, is that a Swedish thing? Mm. Oh, I, uh, no. Cut that bit out for you, Jen. It's just uh, Danish. Oh, dear. Oh, it's my... It's, it's the Melier. <laughs> I just heard you say that about the Swedes, not the Danes. Yeah. yeah. And then when you said, just cut that bit out, I thought, I can totally get the iPad now. <laughs> like, this is I my... thought you were going to come um, in with, like, the right no, facts. This like, is no. my moment. <laughs> No, they've got some Santa. weird name like Schnorgen, but they're Swedish. Yeah. Listen, uh, we're moving to Sweden. Uh, we're moving to Denmark. Um, so pack your bags. Fifty percent yeah. tax. Take your candles. Right, fifty percent tax, but okay. obviously, like just amazing childcare, amazing, amazing like schools, healthcare, all of it, brilliant. And um, you divorce the person you had children with, and then you get to marry someone else, and no one thinks it's a big deal. Dude, you're telling him he's right there. Okay. Yeah, no, I think he'd be into no, it. No, he's, 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 <laughs> he's alright. Yeah. Presumably you stay friends with your previous Yeah, you stay. They're really Everyone animal. in Denmark's friends. Yeah, yeah. they're friends. Yeah. There's only best friends with you, so it's yeah. fine. Do they all know each other on Facebook? Really? Literally. Oh, everyone's called Lars or Jessica. <laughs> I'm not seeing any downsides. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Donnie. Take the iPad. Off you go. It's been arranged. <laughs> Is it cool because all the nutters left a thousand years ago to invade Britain? Oh God, don't! He's don't oh, no, no. He's Ooh, reading these fucking your... books about the Vikings. Oh, what? He, I, oh, tell me what oh, you're reading. The Last Kingdom. I'm on book seven out of ten. But it's kind of awesome because it's because it's historical. All the Danish characters in it are real. They were actually warriors. yeah. That's why I loved Vikings on History Channel. So everything else is like historical. It sounds a lot facts. like my book. Pete needs his own podcast, Ellie. Yeah. Get go now. Should we do our own? Should we start a Viking one? Yeah. Yeah. Get out with you. You need it, a Ramirez. He'll get his own island. <laughs> I, uh, I think you might have found the candidate for the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. I haven't told my husband yet. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> what a way to find out. He's practically Danish. He'll yeah. be fine with it. <laughs> he and I will get along famous. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.